We are excited to hear from Kai Alphas, missions director. Uh, about uh, five years ago, I uh, was at North Dakota State speaking at a retreat when uh, Brianna came up to me and said, Hey, Steve, I feel like the Lord is calling me to go to Alaska. Uh, and would there be a place to serve with Kai Alpha? We said, Most certainly there would be. And uh, for the last, she had no idea what she was getting herself into, by the way. Uh, being on staff with Steve is not the for the faint of heart. Uh, she has found out over the course of the last five years. But she has since become not only our missions director, but also a small group leader and our uh, Chi Alpha internship director. And uh, is really just a vital and integral part of everything that happens both on campus and with what we're doing around the state. And so please welcome my friend and my colleague and coworker, Brianna, everybody. <laughs> I I told my small group that they had to come tonight because I was speaking, but they come on a regular basis, so that wasn't really a problem. But I also told them that if they acted crazy, I would call them out and say that if you're crazy, you're welcome at a small group. So you don't have to be afraid to go to a small group. If you're crazy, you can come to my small group. As you experienced, they are also crazy. So <laughs> go to small groups. They're great. I love them. Um, so tonight we are talking about missions, and we have missions reveal at the end of the service, and I'm excited to talk to you guys about how missions have impacted my life and the things that we can learn from scripture about being missionally minded. So how many of you guys have been on missions trips before? A lot of us. That's awesome. I remember the first missions trip that I went on was the summer after my freshman year at North Dakota State University. And as um, as Steve mentioned, I, I went to NDSU. And Steve and Aaron were actually at NDSU at the time. And that's where I met them was my freshman year of school. And I went on this missions trip with someone from my small group. My friend Allie and I signed up to go on a missions trip to Barrow, Alaska, because we saw the vision behind missions because it was communicated so much in, our, in the culture of our Chi Alpha that we should serve people and share the gospel with other people. And on this missions trip, I ended up feeling called to Alaska and wanting to serve in Alaska in some way. And I remember driving um, on our way home. I remember driving by Beluga Point and Steve asking us, like, is anyone considering um, coming to Alaska again? And I was like, yes, me, sign me up. And here I am, <laughs> um, all because I decided to make an open-minded time in my life to have the Lord speak to me through a missions trip. But while I was on that missions trip, I got to become closer friends with a lot of people. And one of those people being Allie, who um, was in my small group with me. And Allie and I and some of the other girls from the missions team wanted to go out exploring because we um, hadn't really experienced the whole 24 hours of sunlight thing. So we were just like not sleeping the whole time we were there. Just like, let's not sleep. Let's just do fun things. And I remember one time very distinctly, I think it was like 1 a.m., and we are getting ready to leave the church to go eat at Sam and Lee's. Because what else do you do at 1 a.m. in Barrow? And <laughs> this group of us is going to walk outside. And Steve is coming into the church. And he said, what are you guys doing? Like, we're going to go eat. And <laughs> he told us, well, that doesn't seem like a very wise decision. <laughs> you should probably go to bed. 
but you're adults and you can make your own choices. And we did make our own choice and went and ate and <laughs> did not end up being well rested the next day. And um, not only did we have fun and make memories on that missions trip, but we got to see the Lord do really incredible things. I watched God heal people, watch bones be mended, watch lives be touched, watch emotional baggage be lifted off of people, and so many other incredible things. And it was just awesome to be able to experience the Holy Spirit in such a tangible way by going on that missions trip. And while I was on that missions trip, I was able to experience the type of community that the Bible talks about in the book of Acts. So tonight we're going to be reading in Acts 2, verses 42 through 47. So Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. They, did, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. While I was on that missions trip, I got to experience all of these things. And it began to challenge me of what does a missions-minded community look like? So tonight we're going to talk about the four components of a missions-minded community. And the first component is devotion. And we see that in verse 42. The first thing that, that we see is their devotion to spending time with learning about God and his character. The believers in the book of Acts prioritize spending time together reading God's word and following the teachings of Jesus. And to me, that sounds a lot like small group. Like they spent a lot of time together reading the Bible and, and learning things about God and his character. They didn't just attend church when they felt like it. They saw that it was something to be completely devoted to. And I think we need to challenge ourselves to view God is someone to be completely devoted to. I think sometimes we get our priorities mixed up and we, we don't prioritize God in the way that he desires for us to prioritize him. And we have the opportunity to, to be like those in the book of Acts when we spend time learning the word of God. We have the opportunity to do that every single day by spending time with him in prayer and reading our Bibles. And when we walk in devotion to God's word and his character, we begin to see God move as we read in the next verse, verse 43. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. And that's our second component is awe. So our first component is devotion, and our second component is awe. In verse 43, we see that God moved through the apostles 
and they witnessed healings and miracles. And we can read about all of those different types of things that happened because they spent time with the Lord and the Lord worked through them. We can read about that all throughout scripture. They were so in awe of who God was that they were open vessels for God to move through. As a missions-minded community, we need to be in awe of what God is doing and celebrate that. I love that our community hears from the Holy Spirit and we pray for each other and we spend time celebrating. And I just want to take a moment to celebrate something that happened a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago at Chi Alpha, Keevan got prayed for by her small group. And, and Keevan was being prayed for because she had felt like there was um, a demonic spirit that had just been holding on to her. Like she just felt like there was something that was just clinging to her. And her small group prayed for her, and she felt a physical weight lift off of her. And that happened in this very room. And after they were done praying, I got to, to talk to them and celebrate what the Lord had done in her life, that the Lord had released her from this just burdensome spirit that she was carrying around. And the Lord wants to do that in each of our lives. And he wants to do that in the lives of the people who aren't in this room, the people that don't even know who he is. As a missions-minded community, we celebrate and are in awe of the things that God does in our community. When I went to Barrow the summer after my, my freshman year, I was in awe of the things that God did on that mission trip. I had never seen so many things happen in the course of a week. And I've been on a missions trip at least one a year, every year since then, which is a lot. And, <laughs> and on every single trip that I've ever been on, I have never left saying that was pointless. God didn't do anything. Every single trip, I left in awe of what the Lord had done in the lives of the people we were able to, to meet and in the lives of us as a team. That not only did we get to serve in different places, but the Lord was doing things in our own hearts. I think that we need to prioritize missions and be in awe of what the Lord is doing. And I think sometimes we have a tendency not to prioritize and not to, to spend as much time with the Lord so we don't even get to experience the awe that he has for us. Our first component was devotion, the second awe, and the third is generosity. In verses 44 and 45, we, we see this. It says, Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. We see a community of people who were so dedicated to the mission of spreading the gospel that they were willing to sell their possessions to give to others who were in need so that the gospel could be advanced. And that they were so focused on having a Christ-centered community that it wasn't about what benefited me, but it was about what benefited the group as a whole. Many of us live self-centered lives where we would never even consider sharing our things 
or selling our possessions so that the body of Christ could be benefited. And I think that's something that I need to challenge myself in and I want to challenge you guys in. One of my dear friends, um, I'll probably cry a lot right now, so just brace yourself. Um, (laughs) One of my dear friends, Nicole, um, she demonstrates this so well. She is always willing to give people anything that she has. I was at prayer yesterday, which you should all come to. It's really great. Um, But I was at prayer yesterday, and I overheard Nicole say, oh, I have extra clothes if you want them so we can go to the gym together. Like, she was just willing to give her clothes to someone so that they could go to the gym with her. And that's, like, a really small thing. But some big things that Nicole has done to demonstrate generosity is over the weekend, there were some friends who were coming from Fairbanks, and most of them had uh, lived in the lower 48 and haven't had a lot of exposure to um, native food. And Nicole made a gudek for them. And she didn't use store-bought berries. She used the berries that she worked hard to pick and shared with this group of girls because the berries weren't just for her. She understands that all of our things belong to the Lord. And Nicole lives her life in a way that everything of hers is actually Jesus's. And she's willing to give anything away to anyone. Nicole gave up something very valuable to her because she understands that her possessions are not her own. She lives in such a way that she's willing to give things for the benefit of the community of believers and not just for the benefit of herself. For the last four and a half years, I've known Nicole, (laughs) and she has helped with building community for Native students who are involved in Chi Alpha and has helped host a Native food night um, almost every month over the last four and a half years. And she has given something that she has caught or gathered or made every single time because she cares so much about people experiencing what God has for them and wants to see them come to know who Jesus is. And she doesn't do this not because it's one of her cultural values. Sharing is a cultural value for her, but it's a value of the kingdom of heaven that's reflected in her culture. And I think sometimes we forget that, that our cultures reflect the kingdom of heaven. And the the generosity that Nicole has and the sharing that is so prevalent in her culture is a value of the kingdom of heaven. Our last component is expansion. And we read at the end of this passage that the Lord added to their number every day those who were being saved. Every single day they were seeing people come to know who God was. This means that their community was not only focused on their devotion to God, their awe of who God was and what he was doing, or their understanding of God's character through their own generosity, but they were focused on the expanding of the kingdom of heaven. This passage doesn't explicitly tell us that there were non-believers in the group, 
but there had to have been for people to be saved. So we can make that assumption that there were people in their community that didn't know who Jesus was. And we need that in our community. I think it's pretty safe to assume that those people were there because they were being saved daily. I also think that it's safe to assume that the missions-minded community that we read about in Acts 2 wasn't hiding in a basement waiting for people to find them. They were intentional with the people they encountered on a regular basis and invited them to be a part of what God was doing on campus or actually the city of Jerusalem where they were. But I think sometimes we view scripture as something that just like, oh, that was good for them. But no, like we need to be intentional with inviting people to be a part of our community so we can see people added to our numbers daily. I challenged my small group to this, I think it was last week, and one of the girls in my small group brought three new friends to Kyle on Thursday night because she began to understand the value of invitation and that there were people in her life that don't know who Jesus is. And they need to know who he is and understand the reality of what he's done for us. And I want to challenge us to that as a community. The church in Acts expanded by sending people out to plant new churches, to evangelize, and to influence people throughout the world. As a community, I want to challenge us to be as dedicated to the expansion of the gospel as the church was in the book of Acts. They saw people added to their numbers daily. Are we seeing people added to our numbers daily? And worship team, you can make your way back up. I believe that the church in Acts was able to have these four components of devotion, awe, generosity, and expansion because they took the words of Jesus seriously. They weren't passive about what Jesus asked them to do. So we're going to read in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, the, the words that Jesus said that I think they took very seriously. It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus clearly instructs us to go and make disciples. This means making disciples on our campus, throughout the state of Alaska, and throughout the world, that we have the opportunity to see people come to know who Jesus is. And I think that when we go on a missions trip, we're probably not going to see an entire kids camp get saved or we're not going to see an entire village that we visit get just completely changed. But what we will see are, are small life changes that are actually big moments in those people's lives where they can look back on and have pillars of, of things that the Lord has done in their lives. And, and God does things in our own hearts when we go on trips. I'm in Alaska today because I went on a missions trip. 
And I created a space to be open to what the Lord had for me. And I think of all the people in my life, like Nicole and all the girls in my small group and all the friends that I've made, that I wouldn't have had I not gone on that missions trip. And the friendships that I wouldn't have and the people's lives that I know the Lord would have done something in, but he chose to use me. That I got to be a part of Nicole's story and I get to be a part of the, the story of the girls who are in my small group and, and all these things. And I think the Lord wants you to be a part of other people's stories. And, and you get that opportunity by, by being intentional with the people around you, by being intentional with the community around you, by being intentional with, with wanting to spread the gospel to all the worlds. So tonight... We're going to be announcing where we're going on missions trips. And as we spend some time reflecting, I want you to ask yourself, where can I be sent? Where does God want to take me? And how can I be discipling people? How can I be seeing people come to know who Jesus is? I'm going to take a moment to pray for us and then let us um, just spend some time responding to, to what God has for us. Jesus, I just thank you so much for who you are, Lord. Would you just speak to us in these next few moments? Would you just prepare our hearts for the places that you want to send us, Lord? And I just pray that that people in this room, they would, they would go on trips and they would have an experience similar to my own where, where they saw the Lord do radical things and they felt a call to ministry, Jesus. And, and God, I, I pray that that you would just continue to move in our hearts tonight. And would you speak to us and show us how we can be intentional in discipleship and invitation and, and that we can go into all the world, Jesus. Would you just encourage us in that in these next few moments? 